0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host Allie and I'm so so excited for today's guest. I have an incredible brand strategist, digital nomad, just incredible personal branding expert. I have the fabulous Phil Pallon. Phil, welcome to my show.
1: Allie, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so, 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 so happy to be here.
0: Well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you. I mean, a little backstory for my listeners. I worked with Phil years ago now. Phil, I was trying to remember, like, what year was that?
1: I, it was so long ago, I can't even count that far. That's how long <laughs> ago it was. It was eons ago. I was living in LA. I remember distinctly you coming over. It was like close to midnight. That start, That that sounds kind of, se- kind of sketchy, but it wasn't. We were working <laughs> late. You were working on the set during... The days you were working with clients. So you would come over, we were working on your website, working through your brand. It was the middle of the night. And I remember us just, just like working into the wee hours of the night on stuff. And that was a long time ago. And it's so cool how like we've grown and look at you, you've grown. And it's so cool to kind of reminisce and touch base.
0: Oh, thank you. You're right. Oh my gosh. And I love that you started with that about, you know, you know, midnight and, you know, late hours, because I think a lot of times, you know, especially with social media, people see just like, you know, these beautiful pictures and this beautiful content. And they just think like, wow, look how amazing their following is. And oh, that they're so lucky. And it's like, when you share something, like you just said, of like working in the middle of the night, because you're with your clients, during the day, it's sharing like, Hey, here's the rawness of what goes on behind the scenes that you just don't get to see.
1: Yes. People take what they see as face value and they go, wow, I want that. I want that many Instagram followers. I want brand deals. I want all of these things, but you're only seeing the Instagram version of it. You're only seeing the highlight reel, the best of, if you will, the features. And there's so much icky and real and raw that goes on behind the scenes and also years of grinding and working to arrive at that point, I think. And so... Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I say Instagram because that's kind of like the ecosystem that we all refer to, but I think it's representative all, all online. It's just this idea that like, you know, wow, look at what everyone else is doing, but take a second and actually go, you know what? Reminder, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, if you can make a little bit of progress every single day on what you're building and get clear on your why, then you can build something awesome to show for it, but it isn't going to happen overnight.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Preach. When you said grinding and the, you know, actual like highlight reel, it's like, you're right. I think Instagram, you know, for most it is kind of the ego center we all look to, even though there are so many other platforms and there's such a comparison that goes on. You know 24 7 of just like oh i'm not doing that oh i'm not looking at this and i'm curious for you phil you know you are an incredible personal branding expert content strategist you know you have done so much work and come up in the world in so many ways and evolve and it's been so cool to get to see your own journey even from when i was working with you how do you handle for yourself or do you at all the comparison feeling and the, you know, looking at that eco center that you spoke of and the highlight reel that does exist for all of us.
1: Yes. Let's talk about that because not only do I have to manage it within myself, but of course I'm coaching clients through managing that and using their very valuable minutes in the day intentionally. So you like you, I mean, my clients are very busy working professionals that juggle lots of things like being a mom as well. Um, And so you have to, I guess, start by reminding yourself that content is an unlimited resource online. Everyone's creating it. Um, That in itself is not going to make you unique. The limited resource that people are chasing is time, attention, people's eyeballs on you. So then when we look at our schedule in the day, right? The, the finite resource, the thing that is limited is time minutes in the day. And if you waste many of those minutes as a consumer, you know, consuming social media content, looking at what everyone else is doing, liking things that you want to buy eventually and whatever, like some of that is fine. But if you waste your energy on things that are not going to be productive for you, then I think it can be really detrimental. And we fall into this, what we had just talked about. We fall into this dangerous pattern of looking at what everyone else has, but then not having the focus or, or the willingness to put in the work to get it ourselves. So I often try and distinguish between, okay, if we know that time attention is really the thing that matters, people's eyeballs on us, also your eyeballs, where those go, We want to kind of bring it back to this idea that, okay, I can be a consumer for what? 20% of the day or whatever that number is for you. But the rest of the time, I want you thinking like a marketer. So in that moment of looking at someone else and understanding, okay, they have this, you know, lots of followers or they have this really cool business. How do we transition that from consuming that to being a smart marketer and going, oh, Look at this interesting decision they've made on their website. Look at how they've written their social media bio. Look at the kinds of products that they offer or the deals and, you know, brand affiliates, et cetera. Like what business decisions are they making? How are they showing an Instagram carousel? These are all examples of things that you can consume as a marketer, and it will help inform the decisions you make within your own business, you know, so that ideally you're working towards and have clarity around whatever your goal Is. That's what I would say in those moments. We all have them. We have them every day, but you've got to be self aware when you slip into that moment of sizing (laughs) up everyone and really focus on what you can learn productively by business decisions made by others that can inform what you do.
0: I love that. And I mean, that's a great lead in to really you directly, Phil. I mean, you know, you have done such an amazing job in the space of personal branding and content creation and just being in the digital space in general. And I watch you and you you hop from you know platform to platform and you know it seems like you do it so seamlessly. I'm sure it's a lot more work than it looks, but you do, you know, and you show up everywhere you know, what is that like for you? Because you're doing it for yourself, how you're talking about, you know, being intentional and anyone listening, being very mindful and self-aware. But then also you of course have it for your clients. Like what is that juggle like for you? And what's the experience like for you when it comes from going from Phil Palin as his own brand strategist, personal branding expert to, uh, now I'm in like research work mode for my clients.
1: Thank you. That's a really good question. And I, heard that compliment and I appreciate it. Cause even on the, here's, you know, what we just talked about on the outside, it looks seamless. I can tell you nothing about it, it feels seamless. I it's um, I kind of break my own advice. So if I'm like standing on a stage and teaching people how to do something, I'll say, listen, really focus your energy based on what your business goals are. And those are the platforms you need to show up on. If you can be a rock star on three great. if you can be a superstar on one, In some cases, even better, even better. But I don't follow those rules. Those are the rules I give everyone else. But I I guess in my position, I learn so much by doing that. I give myself permission to break those rules. And rather than me trying to get like a ton of followers on one platform, I spread myself fairly thin because being active on the platforms informs at least for me, how to use them and how to develop strategy around them. I feel a little bit more in the trenches by being active. So I love Instagram, you know, for keeping in touch with friends and growing an audience around wherever I'm doing speaking engagements, et cetera. I travel a lot too. So that's like a fun place to kind of document all of that. YouTube for me is a way that I can get in front of new eyeballs, you know, answering specific questions. Uh, That people have, and then them finding me and going, "Oh wow, I like how he explains things." I'm going to click subscribe. You know, I've been doing that for about a year. Clubhouse obviously is new. I hop in there every once in a while. Normally just following around. (laughs) More famous and you know fancier friends of mine than me. Um, I hop in there and try and have some conversations. Um, Pinterest, I haven't really been on there recently. But you know, like you said, um, you kind of have to switch between modes. The way that I do it, Ali, is I have very a very disciplined schedule in the way that Mondays I have no phone calls. I will not do a phone call. Even if you're the Pope, I don't want to talk to you on a Monday. <laughs> because Monday is the day that I I have to have. It's that sanction time to create what I need for the week. Okay. So sometimes in the morning I'll shoot YouTube videos or I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do for the day. And that's my day. I literally, unless there's an emergency, I will not switch um, modes, if you will. And that's just that. So let's take today, for example, we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday is a client day and it's a phone call day. I've had back-to-back calls today. 15 minutes after this recording, I hop onto another podcast. That's how I organize my day. So it's boom, 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 boom with little breaks in between because sometimes you can't anticipate what's going to happen. I'm not really going to sit and get focused work done today. I'm going to be talking and saying hello and catching up and recording and you know other people's podcasts, et cetera. That's what I would do on today, talk to clients. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are phone call days. Wednesday and Friday are kind of up for grabs depending on what I have going. But normally it's like focus on client projects. I'm making websites, working on brand identities. I also have to thank my team. I have a you know really reliable team that helps me deliver all of this. So a big part of me, quote, working is just being there to support them working. My colleague, Lauren, is our client manager and I've got creatives all over the world that are helping deliver on, you know, graphic design, video editing, all different kinds of stuff. So that's kind of a little window into how I juggle what I have to do as well as clients. And I went into specifics in case anyone is kind of inspired by that, you know, scheduling um, parameters, if you will, that's what I found has worked.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I mean, so, you know, what I really got from that, and you spoke about this since the beginning of the show is that self-awareness really being intentional with your time and what you're working on and all that. And so Phil, you know, you've been in this for a hot minute, like you're, you know, you're not a newbie by uh-huh. any means. Um, And so how did you, I guess, come to that? Or were you always, intentional because, I mean, I would say with your clients, you are, at least with my experience, like when I got to work with you, you were very intentional about our time and the fact that, you know, I was working on set during the day. So those late nights were what I needed to get things done and only in a certain amount of time. So I did see that on the client side, but I'm curious for yourself and for your own brand and how you speak about how you kind of hop around on the platforms, as well as how you lay out your day and your schedule for other entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs listening, you know, would you, what would you share, I guess, around that self-awareness? And did it always exist?
1: Yeah, such a good question. This is fun to talk about. I don't get to talk about this that often. So it's kind of fun that we went here. Um, It's something really important to me. So I like talking about it because it's also been some discovery on my side that's more recent than not. So here's what I would say, Allie, in the earlier days of my career, when I was building things up, taking pretty much every opportunity I had to work and build a business. I was more flexible on this schedule, I would say. And what I've learned is that as I, you know, I've built my reputation and lots of projects to back up what I do. Um, I've had to be stricter with these schedules, not just with others, but more with myself to ensure that things get done and to ensure, to ensure that I deliver in all the areas where I really want to, you know, where I want to be and where I want to succeed. So here's my general rule of thumb. If you're busy, you know, or, or the more you're juggling, the more you need to follow the rules, the less willing you need to be to break those rules. So be very clear on what's important to you. I would say, Ali, I'm sure you've got within your audience, moms, people that are juggling young kids and babies. And so that's obviously gonna be a top priority for you as it should be. Um, Be really clear on what your priorities are. The busier you get, the more you need to follow the rules. So I'll give a really quick example right now. I'm working on about 10 to 12 branding projects. It's a lot. It's probably, you know, I'm pretty maxed out, at least right now on what I could have on my plate. I'll probably have, you know, projects. If someone said, let's start working today, I'd probably be able to get them in in a month, but I know my boundaries. I know my limits. I can't take them on now because you got to know your threshold. You got to know, you know, when is when too when it's too much, I guess, you know, when it's too much to, to deliver, what you've promised. So I've found this, you know, the busier we are, the more I need to follow these rules that I've created for myself, even in moments where I'm like, yes, I can do a call. I mean, okay. Yes. Early on a Wednesday morning or on a Friday, I regret it. Honestly, I regret it. It's not even worth it. Even if I'm getting paid for those calls, it's not worth breaking the rules because it's a misuse of energy. And I end up not getting everything I need done
0: wow thank you for being so vulnerable about that and sharing that you know you really like aren't happy about it even if you are getting paid and what i love that you brought up is the fact of those boundaries can you speak to more of that because i think especially as myself as a mom and i know many moms i've spoken to we all struggle with that big word boundaries because it's so hard to create them when it comes to, you know, with our children and our friends, our family, our businesses. And I know I've had so many struggles personally, and I continue to, and I have to constantly draw them. And it's been a very hard space for me to learn to continue to do. But the more I do, the more success I do see all around.
1: Well, yes, great. Um, I, by no means, uh, am I an expert in boundaries? I, th- I bet many people would relate to that. It's like, oh no, that's something I'm still working on. There's an Instagrammer that I love who is an expert. Her name is Nedra Twab and she creates amazing content on Instagram and her whole brand and focus is boundaries. I learned lots from watching her Instagram lives and reading her content. Um, I would say, Ali, the most important thing is to be aware of them to create them and to follow them and just have, even if it's like a little reminder every single day, write something somewhere that is going to be visible for you, just to give yourself permission to revisit your priorities. What's important to you? What matters most? How can you operate in the day by upholding your priorities and the things that matter most to you? And that might mean you might not get everything done in the day. Like what, not just what do you need from yourself, but what do others need from you? We need you to be energetic. We need you to be on. You're a mom. You've got to really be available, you know, for the needs um, that your children have of you. And and then you've also got clients or you've got projects. I mean, Allie, think about all the things that you're doing as your brand has grown. You're juggling brand deals, sponsorships, you know, replying to people on Instagram comments, I mean, writing blog posts and keeping content fresh on your website, et cetera. You're going to be pulled in 5,000 directions and it's only going to increase as your brand grows. But even if you don't get everything done today, if you can, at the end of the day, revisit what's important to you and make sure you've satisfied what you can within those limits, then you should be proud of that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really great tip. And I will check her out. But I I love what you said for my audience to hear because, you know, even just those little tips of like creating them, sticking with them, and knowing like your capacity and what, you know, you need to do in order to get them done. And thank you for saying that about not having to get everything done because that was something that I had to really release and let go of when I became a mom because I was torturing myself that I wasn't getting everything done. And the old alley before having kids was very much in the mode. I mean, you know, you know, me personally, I would get everything done, even if it killed me. And I had to really have switch. I can
1: vouch for that. You have always been that way.
0: Yeah. And so I had to have a major switch when I had my, you know, first girl, Amelia, you know, who's now almost three and a toddler. I mean, I really, to my own detriment, killed myself trying to get everything done and be a new mom. And it was just like, nearly impossible. And to a place where, you know, I, long story short, most of my listeners know this, but you know, I went through heavy postpartum depression with my first daughter. And I believe because of all that, that I did to myself very heavily contributed to it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. And look at what you've learned by going through that and all this amazingness that you can share with people who are feeling similarly.
0: Right. And that's why I ask. And I love that you shared, you know, all about that with boundaries, because I think that there is such a I don't want to say a stigma, but there is like such a a demand in no matter what space you're in because of social media, because of everything going on, that you feel like you do have to be on 24 seven and you do feel like you have to show up no matter what. And so I love that you talked about you know two different things with that you talked about the rules as far as your own schedule and how you really for you personally don't break them which i think is great advice and you really set yourself up because you know like what you can handle and what you can't but then you also talked about breaking the rules as far as talking about platforms i want mm-hmm. you to go a little bit more into that because You know, I think that where you stand out as a, you know, branding expert and digital nomad in the space, so many others that I've spoken to or just even watched their content speak about really being able to maneuver going from platform to platform and showing up and giving your best everywhere. And I love it. you said, like, if you can do a few, great. But if you're a superstar one, like, that could even be even better. Amazing. Like, can you speak to a little bit more of that? Because I think a lot of my mompreneurs, especially that are listening, you know, they really only can show up on one platform and that's it. And they feel like they're not doing enough because they're not showing up everywhere else.
1: Yes. I'd love to speak to this topic. This is one of particular interest for me this year as I've been developing like virtual trainings and, and all different kinds of, you know, courses and programs, etc. because the reality is there's only so many hours in the day. There are only so many hours in the day and you have to choose how you use those hours. Okay. And so in my opinion, you've got essentially three choices. If we're looking at content, content strategy and being present on social media in a way that's going to grow your brand, I think there are three distinct models for which you need to choose one. Okay. One can evolve into the other, but to start with, and I'll walk through the three really quickly. I think what I, um, what I see often with people just starting their business is they have kind of an even approach. So let's say they have, you know, 5 hours a week to dedicate to social media they'll split let's say 5 hours across maybe 5 platforms and they spend 1 hour on each platform throughout the week okay we see people just starting out they're trying to figure out is it Instagram is it Pinterest is it YouTube is it you know Facebook where do I need to be where's you know where are my people where's an audience that I can grow and also where do I enjoy creating which is a really important question it's not just about who's there? You know, if someone really likes creating on TikTok, then I, I, then you need to be creating TikToks. I care more about what, where you enjoy being than quote, where your audience is. I think social media platforms are big enough that you'll find an audience on any of those platforms. People focus a little too much on that of like, oh, well, you know, there's more professionals on LinkedIn. Well, trust me, there are professionals on TikTok as well. There are less of them. In fact, so you may even have a stand of chance, stand a chance of standing out more on that platform. So really be in tune with where you like creating. So the first model is like splitting your time evenly. The second is what I would describe more as how I approach content. And that's me prioritizing three platforms where I really myself need to be present. The other ones, I'm still present in a smaller way, or ideally I've delegated it to a virtual assistant or to someone on my team that can help me deliver. Okay. So my three priority platforms would be email marketing, which for me is still where I sell the most in terms of courses and programs. I know it's not sexy. It's not sexy like Instagram, but listen, that's people love Get my emails, they're short and sweet. And when I say, Look, I'm launching something, people are like, Okay, I'm paying attention, and I might buy it. So, email marketing, still write all my own emails because that's where the money is. Um, Instagram, I'm still present, I create on the platform because I love being there and I love creating and I enjoy it. Second is YouTube, I, I mean, I have to be. I have to film. I, you know, it has to be me in the videos within my business. So I script those and I organize them. Then I delegate them. So I don't edit my videos. I don't design the thumbnails. I've found people in my team to help me deliver those components. And then there's other platforms like Pinterest, you know, where I've delegated that pretty much entirely. Blog writing, things like that that I don't really like to do, I delegate them. And I'm maybe you know ten to twenty percent of them is me. Um, in terms of total output. So that's the second model, which is like, I would say, um, I don't know, prioritizing three platforms. And then the third one is what um, we were just describing, which is really focusing your energy on one platform and delegating everything else. I see people do this with Instagram and have huge success, huge success. One example of this would be my friend um, at the Lucas O'Keefe. I watched him grow from zero to 75,000 followers in less than a year. And that's because he was totally focused, strategic, consumed on Instagram and was able to give it his all and fully understand by experimenting and by learning how to grow on the platform. So That's kind of three three approaches. And Ali, I'd be curious to hear your take on this, because you've also grown in a huge way on social media. But those are the three models that I typically see. And one is not better than the other, but it's just, you know, what feels right for you.
0: Yeah. I love that. I I love that. Those are, those are great tips and, and something anyone can take away, whether they're, you know, expanding and have been in the space or they're new and they're listening and they're like, okay, I'm going to give social media a shot. Maybe it doesn't feel as daunting now that I'm getting to hear, you know, from someone like Phil and, you know, for, for me, Phil, I have to be honest, you know, I love first off that you said, enjoying where you create, that was something I really had to align with because at first I felt like I was showing up because I was supposed to quote unquote show up and I didn't feel authentic necessarily in all the ways I was sharing. I was just sharing because I had content from the different things I was doing. And then, you know, my brain switched so much from again, becoming a mom. You know, I believe a lot of my growth, especially on Instagram came from sharing my real raw truths around my postpartum depression to my body not bouncing back to what I thought it would be to the struggles that I went through in the beginning of motherhood to even now like being on hashtag team no sleep but my daughter doesn't want to sleep (laughs) you know it's um sharing that realness and that vulnerability in the space has really grown My audience, so much. I've found the mom community so much and continue to, and just get to engage with amazing moms in so many different spaces and have us feel like we're not alone and it really is a sisterhood. And no matter what we're all going through, we're in it together in so many ways that others can't understand. And it's been so freeing for me in so many ways because I also no longer feel this pressure of having to show up so perfect, so glam, so this, so that, and I don't know if they, you know, as far as the world, the ecosystem of social media really ever put that pressure on me or if I was really the one who put it on me, but either way it's been lifted so much more now. And I continue to feel like I can show up as real raw Allie in every way, shape and form. And I've just seen my Instagram really grow from that space.
1: Yeah. Isn't that cool? What a cool realization and and evolution and really important. It went from social media, almost being a burden, you know, an item on your to-do list. You didn't really feel inspired to do. And then it changes to something you really enjoy and get, get something out of it. That ability to share, connect that rawness, then totally turns that frown upside down and makes it something that you look forward to and you prioritize And guess what? You reap the benefits of putting energy into that.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And when you say energy, you know, I think a lot of times people forget, like, you know, we matter whatever you think, you know, spiritually and everything, like everything really is energy. And so when you are putting in that positive energy, that really good feeling of what you're speaking to right now and actually enjoying it it does exude, even if you don't realize it, like people have said to me, like, oh my gosh, I could feel your energy in that picture. I could feel the emotion of what you were sharing. That wasn't something I had experienced before.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like, you start giving yourself permission to show up as you actually are, as opposed to this like artificial produced version.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Can we, can we talk about that? I mean, you know, for you, because you are a branding expert, you know, and a content strategist and all these things, and you do so much in so many spaces and you speak, you know, and all these things, like I can imagine for you, you must have moments where you kind of feel like this robotic artificial, maybe not always get to just be Phil because you are always on, and this is part of your job. How do you handle that? And how do you allow yourself to still show up authentically? Because I have to be honest with you. I mean, I read every single one of your emails you send out and you always sound authentic to you. And it blows me away that you have continued to find that authenticity, especially in your email blast, but all over social, even though there is a part of you that really is very much like, hey this is Phil Palin as the branding expert. And here I am carved out for you kind of in a pretty picture, but you're still getting me. Like that's a, I believe a very hard thing to do and something I'm still learning. How do you feel like you've been able to
1: manage that? Thank you. That's another compliment from you. My gosh. Um, That's cool to hear. I didn't, I don't even, I wasn't even technically, I mean, like aware of that in a way, Um, but that I, take that as a really big compliment. I think particularly on days of frustration where I feel like I'm splitting myself across a lot of platforms and trying to be authentic. So for you to hear, you know, for me to hear that from you, it's like a huge compliment because I have days. Oh, I have days, honey. Where I'm like, <laughs> you know, what have I, what do I have to show for the end of this day? I haven't had my timer on any client projects, but I've been jumping around, but it's so cool that that's how it feels. Um, I am Lucky to be in a job that I run the show. I'm only accountable to my clients and my clients chose to work with me because of me. Now it's not just me as a person, but you know, me as a brand. So um, I'm very lucky to have Lauren working with me who works with me on all of our client projects. And, and a lot of times will help me deliver on the written portion of our brand. Sometimes I joke and say that she has a better sense of our brand voice than me. Um, but for her to just totally take that on and we've developed, I guess you already touched on it earlier, but we have a strong sense of of self. Um, I'm very clear on what is important to my audience and that is efficiency. So my audience are very busy working professionals. This could be someone buying a course because they're running a food blog or they're just starting a food blog, even if it's not making money yet, they're busy trying to get that project off the ground, right up to people that are on television, people famous, you know, rich, etc, that have over 100 businesses, you know, and so time is money. So I always speak to that specific person. You mentioned my email blasts. I use words sparingly. So if I can say something in one sentence, I'll say it in one sentence. I also won't email people unless there's something explicitly valuable in what I'm sending. Okay. And so even in, you know, even if I'm selling a course or I'm launching a product, I'm still going to challenge myself to include something in that email blast that teaches that person something new to make it worthwhile for them to read the email even if they don't click by on something. And I you know um, I'm not afraid to be myself, I guess Allie, is what I would say is like I'm not afraid to show up on you know Instagram stories looking like a hot mess with bedhead and pajamas um, even though in my feed, You know, I try to keep that a little more styled and branded since that's what I speak on. Um, I'm not afraid to just be myself and to just kind of deliver the real me. And I think it's cool also that I've got a team that helps, that is aware of what that brand voice is, the things that I say, the things that I don't say, they can help me deliver on that. But typically anything that goes out always has my stamp of approval on it to make sure it's, it's really, truly sounding like me. So I guess it's just being organized, being confident in you and, um, being good at multitasking, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I love to, you know, like you saying like, you know, I guess, you know, and you and how you're receiving it. Cause you're showing, you know, even yourself as an expert, your own vulnerabilities, your own learning, your own constantly growing. I feel like that's also, I have to say as you know, someone who knows you personally, probably why you also have had had such growth and people love you is because of what you're sharing right now is that, you know, you are an expert, you have done all these amazing projects, you work with all these incredible clients, but you're still Phil and you're still vulnerable and you're still honest and you show up as you. And I think that there's such a misconception in the social media space, especially Instagram, where so many, and myself included, raising my hand, where I have felt like I can't show up as me. And so I love that you express that so hard because I think anyone listening, write that down, be confident in you and show up as you.
1: Well, and let's even take it a step further and break it down as a science, as I like to do. Every single person, let's rock with personal branding here. I know that this is something that would resonate with your peeps. Every single person is made up of two things, content and personality. Content is what you say. Personality is the unique way that you and only you deliver that information, okay? So content is what you say. Personality is how you say it. Content alone isn't gonna keep people coming back for more. We can get content anywhere online, but it's personality, the way that you deliver that information that keeps us coming back for more. I love Ali's perspective on being a mom. I love Ali's perspective on, you know, all of these amazing things that you talk about. I mean, Allie, I'm not your ideal audience, and I still follow everything that you're doing. I'm up to date on everything because I enjoy your perspective and living that experience and learning. I learn things about being a mom. Trust me, I'm not going to be a mom in my life. I'm not going to have kids in my life, but I still get to kind of live vicariously through you and see that world that I'm less familiar with. And That's an example uh, of juggling those two things. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, thank you. And and I, I love that. And you're right. When you talk about the experience, and I love that you broke it down to that science. It's so true. It's that content and personality. And you're living through that experience when you're following others that you're really getting to be a part of that and touch into that world, whether you're in it or not. And so, Phil, this is a really good segue to one of the last questions I have for you, which is you spoke about several times in this, you know, conversation, delegation, and how, you know, you continue to essentially grow and evolve and scale up and have expansion because of delegating and like your wonderful since so you mentioned, Lauren, like all of those things. And then you also speak so heavily to that you really show up as you and you continue to make sure that it is of you branded. How do you feel? Or maybe the question is, how have you come to the place where you felt comfortable? in the delegating where it still is you, because I think a lot of people like, you know, get to a place and I know I have, and it's been like, okay, I could definitely use some help. And I finally have a little bit of financial space where I can get some help, but now I'm afraid to actually let go and hand over the reins to have this delegation to be able to continue to move forward. And of course it's so necessary, but I'm curious for you, especially on a personal level, what that's been like for you and what you would share.
1: So it's funny to hear you say this and even ask me this question because maybe on the outside, it sounds like I'm good at delegating, but I actually think I'm not that good at delegating because I'm a bit of a control freak. (laughs) Um, But we all feel that way. And I guess when I do take a step back and look at the business, I have delegated. I'm not doing everything. I'm only doing the portions of a project, the portions of the business that I really enjoy doing. So even 10 years into my business. I guess I would technically be CEO of my company, although I think the company's not really big enough to have a fancy title like that. But I, you know, 10 years later, I'm jump in at the point of a client project to make websites because I love it. I love bringing all the brand elements together, photography, branded, any colors, typography, you know, great copy um, that, that Lauren writes. Like, I love bringing all that to life. Not really interested in delegating it because I enjoy doing it so much. So I guess it's kind of be aware of where your time goes. That's been a nice kind of theme that you and I have talked about in this chat. I am a big fan of timing yourself doing tasks. So there are platforms like Asana. And even if you're just a solopreneur, I still think this is a good idea to actually write down your task in any given moment quickly. And I use a plugin called EverHour that allows me to time myself. So I am on the clock right now, Allie. Um, I am on the clock right now. And that really has power and weight. Even if it's just me looking at the end of the month, okay, here's where my time went this month. You can look and see what did you enjoy doing? What did you not enjoy doing? What needs to be done by you or what could be done by someone else? Okay. And so right now I am working and I have sometimes it's like imposter syndrome or this weirdness around like spending time on my own brand because I'm juggling so many clients and they're high profile and they're paying lots of money on days when I don't work on them. I almost have this weird feeling of like, well, I didn't get anything done. And so by me having the timer on right now to say that I'm recording a podcast with Ali, that legitimizes the way that I'm using my time because I'm working. And so I think that's, you know, being aware of where your time goes. And one way to do it is to use a task manager. You could use Trello, you know, you could use a to-do list. There's so many ways of doing this. Just write down what you're doing or what you need to do. Keep track of how much time you spend doing it. So then you have something tangible to look back at the end of the month, Ali, and go, you know what? I spent way too much time this month on this I bet you I could find someone to help me with this, which is going to free me up more time to do this, which is going to make me money and allow me to hire people to help in the areas that I really shouldn't spend my time doing. So that's, you know, delegation is like a humongous task, staring at you in the face, going, you know, where do I even begin? You begin by knowing what it is you like to do. You begin by knowing what it is that makes you money to be able to, afford, you know, the time or afford the resources to be able to hire people to help you do the things that you don't like to do. And that's essentially business in a nutshell, in terms of how you can grow even as an individual or a personal brand.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So much gold there. And you're right. So true. And I love those. I just wrote them down for myself ever hour. I've never heard of that. I'll have to check that out. Sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, it's a plugin for Asana. It's, it's a plugin, I think, for a few other task management softwares. I use it integrated. So Asana is where I organize all of my to-do lists for the day, and we use it as a team. So everyone on my team has an account, and we can link up there and, and have dialogue about like what tasks need to be done. But I love that EverHour is like an overlay. It's like a Google Chrome extension. It's an overlay that adds a timer onto each task. And if you're running a business as well with contractors, I also love... That at the end of the uh, day, I was gonna say the end of the month, but no, the end of the day, I can look and see how much my team has worked, and what it means is at the end of the the month, I don't even look at payroll. Someone on my team runs, actually my mom (laughs) runs our payroll. I don't even look at it because I've already I've already kept an eye on it all week, all day. At the end of the day, I look and say, okay, look what these you know, look what everyone's doing, Um, and that it handles all of that. So I know that someone's worked X amount of time, pay them for it, done. It's a really, really cool setup.
0: That's amazing. And I love that you said your mom handles your payroll. That's amazing. So obviously she's part of your team. That's awesome.
1: Yes. So she handles you know, all kinds of administrative type stuff. Oh, it's basically a family business. I got to, everyone doing something.
0: That's awesome. I love it. That's that's so great. I didn't even know that. That's so fun and awesome about you. I love that. Well, Phil, I mean, this has been so inspiring and I believe so helpful with so many great tips for those that are listening that are, you know, entrepreneurs or wanting to start as entrepreneurs before I have you plug yourself and, you know, finish up here. Is there anything else you'd want to leave us with or anything that they should be thinking about as far as my audience that are listening right now?
1: Yes. The thing that I would leave with your audience is I am like a little birdie over your shoulder. That's giving you permission to spend time on you even if it's 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, I am giving you permission, not that you need it, but sometimes you need to hear it, I'm giving you permission to spend time on you, working on you, developing you, whether it's business, you know, personal development, any of those things, I'm giving you permission, not that you need it, but I'm giving you permission to spend that time on you would be my advice, particularly for the, you know, particularly for women and particularly for women that are juggling also life as a mom.
0: I love that. Thank you for that. That is beautiful and so well said because you're right. You don't need permission, but we definitely, especially as moms, I know him for myself, Definitely feel like there are many times where I need to hear that. So thank you for that. So anyone listening, guys, write that down. Permission to spend time on you, whatever that development looks like. Phil, you've been so amazing. It's been so great to get to reconnect with you. Tell us where we can find you, follow you, plug yourself.
1: Absolutely. If you've made it this far into the podcast, go to uh, Instagram and say, hello, send me a DM at Phil Palin, P H I L P A L L E N. And then on my website, I've got some cool stuff on there, some free resources. So philpalin.co slash resources, uh, or slash freebies. I think it is. I think both of those work, but, uh, slash freebies will take you to, I have over 15, PDFs, eBooks, exercises that are really useful as you're positioning your brand. I've also got a podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can hop over to ours. Uh, Lauren and I have one called brand therapy, where we get someone on the phone that we learn from, or we work through some specific branding challenges. We've got over a hundred episodes logged there. So people can check that out and, and see it's all evergreen. So you can have a little listen to see if there's something that, um, you know, appeals to you. And I so appreciate you having me. This has been so much fun.
0: Oh my gosh, Phil. I had so much fun with you. Everything will be in the show notes guys. And just remember, you know, have the permission to spend time on you. And I love that Phil really talked about being intentional and being confident in you. I will leave you guys with that until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.